Let's talk about the Blue Jays now with Scott Mitchell, our Blue Jay reporter. Scott, welcome. How are you today, sir? Doing well. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good, thanks. Uh, tell us about the, uh, I guess, the, the headline, the Josh Donaldson locker clear. What's the story behind that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, some at some point over over the 24 hours between Friday's game and, and Saturday's game, um, you know, his, his locker was cleaned out. And, you know, when I say cleaned out, I don't mean, um, you know, just kind of uh, tidied up or anything like that. There, there was nothing there. And, you know, any sort of personal items, any sort of, uh, you know, undershirts, you know, J stuff, and it was just gone. So um, I obviously sent a tweet out just uh, recognizing that fact as a, as a hashtag journalism observation. And, uh, yeah, and then the next day uh, Josh decided to, to send a, a note to PR to clear up the situation that he just needed his stuff. So, um you know, a little bit of an interesting situation. I mean, I don't know why he's he's needed his uh, his stuff when he hasn't been around for, for two months. Um, so, I mean, you can read into it in a couple ways. I mean, first, he, he can't be traded till he goes on waivers. Um, so that process hasn't kick-started yet. It's uh, supposedly going to kick-start tonight um, in Dunedin. But, uh, you know, to me, it just said the fact that, you know, even when he does, um, you know, appear in a rehab game, kickstart this waiver process, heading into Friday's waiver trade deadline, that there's a pretty good chance that he never comes back to Toronto, that, that he, uh, you know, essentially pay, plays in a, a rehab game or two, and the Blue Jays say, uh, you know, he's on waivers now, we're, we're going to try to kickstart this process and, and, and find a, a trade partner before Friday. So a uh, little bit of an interesting situation, but, you know, not uh, not overly surprising considering where things have gone. And, you know, time's ticking for the Blue Jays to, to really, uh, you know, get anything uh, before this deadline. And then they run the risk of going into September, October, November with him still on the roster. And then you get into a uh, tricky qualifying offer uh, projection in early November, which is uh, something that it seems like the Blue Jays would like to avoid at this point. I mean, really, when you look at it, the team's on the road all week. Uh, you know, you're going into the, the waiver trade deadline. Uh, if it was going to happen, it would happen now. And, and quite frankly, I don't think anybody would have a problem with it happening now, would they? Well, no. I mean, you know, most people thought that this would, uh, you know, be long solved. Um, you know, I think everyone projecting things coming into the season thought Josh Donaldson would have a, you know, fairly healthy first three or four months. Uh, he would go into the July 31st non-waiver trade deadline as one of the, uh, you know, best trade chips on the market. The Blue Jays would able to uh, would be able to to recoup, uh, you know, a little bit of prospect capital for for a guy who is a very, um, you know, important. Um, and, and superstar player for this franchise. And now we're, we're sitting here um, on August 27th, and, and the Blue Jays are really just hoping to, to get a uh, fringe prospect in, in return for this guy. So, yeah, I think Blue Jays fans and, and this fan base has, has seen the writing on the wall for some time, and you know they're frustrated by the fact that he's only played 36 games this season, hasn't really been much of a presence in the clubhouse, on the field, in the community. I mean, he hasn't been here for half the year, so... You know, I, I think there's a whole lot of frustration, and and yeah, I think people, uh, you know, just hope that uh, you know they can move on from this, get something, and you know, everyone's excited to to see uh, you know a different third baseman next year, one that uh, you know is is going to be 20 years old, and uh, you know, I think people are excited for this uh, this kind of this next era of Blue Jays baseball. I'm just wondering as, as you go through this, does does this scenario sort of typify or sum up or headline the entire season, major asset? and lucky to get a minimal return. Doesn't that sort of sum it all up? 
Well, yeah, I mean, you can look at so many situations and, and just each and every example you have of, of what's gone on this season just kind of typifies this this campaign for the Blue Jays. I mean, it started on the first day of spring training when, you know, we walked in and, and they kind of announced that Troy Tulowitzki uh, wasn't going to be ready to go. And, you know, here we are and he's missed a season. And, you know, Marcus Stroman has had two separate DL stints. Aaron Sanchez missed two months with a finger injury that wasn't a blister. Um, Roberto Osuna, we all know what happened there. I mean, it's just been a nightmare from top to bottom. And the one thing that's, you know, keeping people, um, you know, leaning and tilting towards the positive is, is the progress in the minor league system. But when you, when you look at, uh, you know, this season as a whole from a, you know, Toronto big league perspective, um, it, it's just been a nightmare. And, and, you know, this season couldn't have gone worse for um, the Blue Jays or Josh Donaldson in this situation because, you know, a year ago we were talking about this guy potentially being five years, $150 million, and now he's going to head into the winter, um, you know, off his worst season of his career and probably looking at that qualifying offer and saying, hey, one year, 18, 19 million bucks, that might, might not be so bad. Yeah, I just you know, as you were doing that, I, I was thinking back to when I would have talked to you during spring training and how they sort of soft sold the dead arm, and from there it just went south, didn't it? Well, yeah, it's just been a mysterious, um, you know, kind of year and a half when it comes to injuries with, with this team, and you know, there's a there's a clear mandate behind the scenes that these guys are protecting their players, and they don't want to release injury information. I mean, just even on that end, I had a conversation yesterday with Ross Atkins and. You know, I, I mean, when you look at Troy Tulowitzki's um, injury, dual surgery on, on both heels, um, you know, that was an easy six- to eight-month timeline when you look at what uh, Jonas Cespedes had in, in New York and, and some of the other, um, you know, anecdotal evidence from around the Internet. And, you know, there was no timeline on that. They they wanted to leave, um, you know, that up to Troy to, to uh, kind of disseminate if that's what he wanted to do. So um, when you look at all these situations around this club, um, there's a lot of, I don't know if misinformation is the right word, but there's a lot of... Um, you know, withholding of information, and I think it frustrates uh, the fan base particularly because they don't know when these guys are going to get back on the field, how close they are, and it's always a, a kind of a day-to-day thing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the dead arm with with Josh was was really mysterious in April, and um, you know, when when your manager says, uh, you know, it, it's it's not injured, it's just dead. Um, you know that that could be your your season slogan right there, <laughs> in in an odd sort of way. Um, when we're talking after the deadline clears on Friday, who do you think is moved out? Well, that's an interesting question because I, I I'm not sure. I, I think we could we could go through this week without seeing a, a trade at all, or we could see potentially two or three. I mean, obviously Donaldson is is on the tip of everyone's tongue right now, and that's the one people are paying attention to including executives of contending teams around baseball trying to figure out if this guy can be a difference maker. And then, you know, once you get past uh, uh, J.D., it's it's Curtis Granderson, who, who many thought would go at the July 31st deadline. Um, this is a guy who John Gibbons has already had a conversation with about his playing time being cut uh, down the stretch as they want to get, uh, you know, and rightfully so, a look at some of these younger outfielders. So, um, you know, he's hit right-handed pitching pretty well. Yeah, he's 37, and, you know, it's not going to cost a lot to get him. It wouldn't surprise me to, to see him on the move um, to a contender. 
Um, and then after that, I mean, Tyler Clifford, maybe, um, but, you know, highly, highly doubtful. You'd probably have to have an injury or, or something like that over the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, that's about it. it it's pretty much uh, Donaldson, Granderson. And, you know, when you look at a potential return, you have to look at the uh, the trade of, of Daniel Murphy from the Nationals to the Cubs. And the Cubs didn't even have to give up a guy who is, uh, you know, by all accounts in their top 30 prospects. So uh, even when you t- look at a Josh Donaldson trade, when you look at the uh, potential return, it- it's going to be very minimal and not going to move the needle for many people. Uh, because of the, the, I guess, the stutter and development for various reasons between Stroman and Sanchez, do you think they re-examine their attitude t- uh, toward them in terms of long-term uh, assets? Uh, well, I, I mean, I think their their attitude towards them as long term, you know, investments has been, uh, you know, is is kind of, um, you know, reevaluated on a, on a daily and, and weekly basis. And when you look at these guys, I think, uh, you know, a year ago, you would have said they're, uh, you know, without a doubt, a, a big part of the future. But um, now it's a tricky situation because you've got both guys dealing with some injury issues, and when they are healthy, uh, they haven't pitched very well. And you're looking at uh, team control now. They're, you know, under contract for 2019 and 2020. And you have to start lining things up and lining up the window and, and deciding, um, you know, whether these guys are, are part of the solution or part of the, uh, you know, the solution to help you find, um, you know, better pieces that, that uh, better align with, with what you want to do in, in 2021 and, and 2022. So, um, you know, that one's going to be a, a hot topic this winter. I, I mean, I, in my personal opinion, I think Marcus Stroman is going to be out there on the market. Um, you know, the Blue Jays will at least listen. I, I think Sanchez is more the guy that they would love to, uh, you know, get a full healthy season from before they really do anything rash or make any sort of decision. Um, so it, it's really going to be interesting to see how they, they look at these assets and how they look at the situations that have gone on with Donaldson and maybe, um, you know, missing windows when it comes to trading some of these assets um, and, you know, the lessons they've learned from that. So, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be super, uh, super interesting to, to monitor those two guys because, um, you know, you, you can't find pitching, but, uh, you know, you can also turn pitching into a, a very significant haul if uh, you find the right trade match. You know, it's interesting to look at all this, and I don't know if evolving is the right word, but I mean, this the situation, uh, if we would have talked in, in June as we did about what what they would do next, is this totally changed, really, hasn't it? Well, I, I think a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, this was always a, a year that was really going to be about uh, setting a direction, and then, you know, things were going to have to go a certain way in the first three months of the season for that to happen, and, and you know, the it, it was pretty clear at, probably in mid mid to late May that, uh, you know, that just wasn't going to happen, and, you know, you had to pivot. And, you know, this is the pivot a lot of people have been waiting for and probably would say has been overdue for the last year and a half. So, um, yeah, things have uh, things have changed very quickly because in spring training, I mean, it was a team that, uh, you know, was intending to, to contend and, and hopefully sneak into a wild card spot. And then, you know, by June, we were talking about a, a full-scale rebuild. And, and now you're looking at, uh, you know, some of the guys that, uh, you know, you potentially looked at as, as cornerstones of either trades to rebuild or, you know, moving into the future. Uh, Roberto Osuna, they've had to, you know, take 50 cents on the dollar on most of these guys. So, you know, it's just it's just been a sideways season from just about every, uh, you know, imaginable angle at this point. 
Kind of a, a silly question, but that's me. Uh, Morales, you know, one homer away from tying a major league record for consecutive homers. Do you think anybody would sniff around him? Uh, you know, highly doubtful, and, and there's, there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, one, he's strictly a DH. I mean, you can throw him out there at first base once in a while, but um, this is a guy who is essentially a bat off the bench. So really, um, you know, it's tough because that limits you to, um, you know, 14 American League clubs, and really, uh, you know, most of these teams have internal options that they like just as much, much. And then, when, you know, compounding that problem is the fact that he signed for, for $12 bucks for next season. And no one's going to take that on. And if the Blue Jays wanted to, to pay it, maybe you can find a, a match. But like I said, the first problem is, is probably the big one because every guy, every team in, this, uh, in the American League has a, uh, has a bat that they, they feel they can uh, use as a DH, and most teams use it a little differently than the Blue Jays, um, you know, kind of uh, moving pieces in and out, giving guys a half-day arrest. So not a lot of teams look out there looking for a strict DH, especially one that's, uh, you know, paid $12 bucks next season. Scott, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. Thank you. That's Scott Mitchell, TSN 1050 Blue Jay reporter, Twitter account at ScottyMitchTSN.